welcome everybody to another episode of Uncharted Era with CK61938. Um, <clears throat> I believe this is actually my 11th podcast episode. Last week I did the review of book two of Batman Three Jokers, which was my 10th uh, podcast episode. I can't believe I'm this far in already. It's, it's quite surprising. <laughs> Those of you who have been listening from the first episode, thank you. Um, if you're just joining, if this is your first episode that you're listening, please, you know, I welcome you to listen to all the other episodes, starting with my lovely little teaser trailer that I did at the beginning, at the very first episode, um, it was a very small four minute thing, I think it was, so, yeah, but seriously, you know, check out the other episodes, let me know what you think, if you've got any suggestions, critiques, whatever i'm welcome to to hearing what people have to say um i know there's not many people listening which is fine i'm not expecting this to reach such a wide audience you know i'm not expecting like hundreds of thousands of people to be listening or anything like that um because at the end of the day (laughs) i'm just a regular geek like most of you um you know i talk about topics that that are of interest to me um be it geeky stuff or real world stuff um and other bits and pieces as well and you know obviously we'll be doing um comic book reviews as well hopefully going down the line because obviously as i say i'm doing batman three jokers hoping to do more as time goes on as well so stick around we'll see how long i, I do this for who knows you know um if you know me you know i've got a youtube channel as well um which has nearly a thousand videos on there as well so if you get bored of hearing my voice but you want to see what i look like <laughs> um, honestly just just check out the uh, the link for my youtube channel um either at you know in the notes of this episode or previous episodes as well where i've put my link for for youtube um yeah so here we go anyway we've got a lot to dive into this week um because there was so much stuff that i was didn't get to mention last week because obviously i was doing the review um but there is a lot to uh, to cover so um let's just get to it so it was announced um last week that um the marvel tv show uh, for disney plus ms marvel has now been they've now cast the title character um by a girl called iman villani um first time i've heard of her um not sure what her credentials are who she is, what she's been in or anything. I don't think I've watched anything that she has been in, um, to be honest. Um, But she's fresh, she's very new. um, Yeah, so it's brilliant. It's great. So we finally have our Ms. Marvel, which is brilliant. Good representation there. Um, Because Ms. Marvel herself, Kamala Khan, she is a Pakistani superhero. Um, and Iman, while she is a Canadian actress, her background, I believe, is of a Pakistani um, descendant. Uh, so so um, she is of that descendant, which is great. Again, like I say, she's also Muslim um, at the same time. So, again, great representation, which is what we've been wanting for such a long time, especially in the... Uh, Marvel Universe. I mean, you've got Mars Morales, obviously, uh, Spider-Man as well. So, yeah, I think it's going down the uh, the, good, the the right route. So I look forward to seeing what uh, 
what she brings to the table and she's been welcomed by the rest of the Marvel Cinematic family um, which is good to see as well um, so yeah I'm looking forward to seeing how she uh, how she how she does and I think I think she's a welcome addition brilliant and don't, don't, obviously let's not forget Tatiana Maslany was cast as uh, She-Hulk um, a few weeks back so the Marvel TV series for Disney Plus train is well and truly rolling so all aboard <laughs> um moving on now i haven't mentioned this and i should have probably should have mentioned it but i started watching i didn't even realize how awesome this show is and how much i actually needed it in my life but i remember listening to um an episode of um inside of you with michael rosenbaum and he had the title like one of the one of the main characters one of the main characters one of the main actors of the show appear on his podcast and when I listened to it and I, he was they were talking about the show and I thought okay I'll give it a try I'll give it a try because at the time it was on YouTube and um, I didn't have I don't have YouTube TV I've got Netflix and uh, I've also got Disney Plus there are times where I do get Amazon Prime video you know whenever Amazon decide to give me a free 30-day trial is when I hop onto it and um, like my missus and I would be watching season two of the boys in fact we just finished the boys last night season two which was brilliant absolutely amazing um, I don't have HBO Max but I do find a way of watching shows on there such as Raised by Wolves which again brilliant show so if you haven't watched that go and check it out um, but we've but I've been watching um, so as I say it was on YouTube TV and then it came onto Netflix um, about a month ago, um, and I thought, okay, let me let me check it out. And when I watched the first season, I was like, holy shit! Why didn't I? Why didn't I jump on this train earlier? But I'm glad I've watched it now. Um, I'm halfway through the second season. It is none other than Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai never dies. I I didn't know how much I needed this show in my life because it is just brilliant nostalgic because we go back to when the karate kid was shown um because it pretty much takes place 30 years after you know it's like 30 years after um the karate kid almost and um it's just it's just amazing to watch it um it's it's an amazing show. Just seeing all the nostalgia, seeing Pat Morita as uh, Mr. Miyagi. You've got, obviously, Ralph Macchio back as uh, Daniel LaRusso. And then you've got Johnny Lawrence. You've, and oh, I was just absolutely amazed. And it's just the way that you see how both of them, both Daniel and Johnny LaRusso and Lawrence, how their lives are now sort of swapped over in that sense. Because Johnny came from a wealthy background. You know, he's... He, his stepdad, his mum married his uh, stepdad who was a wealthy sort of businessman um, would treat him like crap Daniel obviously came from came from a sort of like a poor background but is now a um, successful car salesman he's got his own business um, he's got various car depots around around um, the, the, the area that he lives in in, in California um, so yeah it's amazing to just see how these two lives have just changed ever since the uh the championships the your valley uh, karate championships way back in 1984 when larusso um spoiler alert <laughs> knocked out and beat johnny lawrence even though um his sensei uh john crease who um 
you know, is reported as dead, um, basically was wanting Johnny to fight dirty and fight illegal. Um, we thought we saw what happened in Karate Kid. So this this show just gives you the aftermath of that, and it's oh, it's brilliant. And Daniel's got um, he's got two kids and a wife. Um, Johnny he has a he has a he has a son. Doesn't see him. Doesn't talk to him. Well, so he doesn't see him and talk to him. Um, even the his ex wife is you know his son's mother. Um, she's uh, she's fallen by the wayside as well. So, like I say, it's a really good show. I didn't know how much I needed it in my life. I'm halfway through season two. I will be watching the rest of season two probably today. And they've announced that season three is coming in January, which is good. And they've announced that season four is occurring as well. So the they are going for four seasons. I am I am so happy. I didn't know how much I needed this show, but I'm glad it's here. Um, speaking of Netflix, um, I've also been watching Glow because I love Glow, gorgeous ladies of wrestling uh, with Alison Brie, and Betty Gilpin, and Mark Moron. Um, the show has just been amazing. Um, they ended the third season where they all um, sort of like went their separate ways after the. I want to talk about the, the sort of like the success that they had in in Vegas um, slash being on TV as well. Um, so they went their separate ways at the end of that season. And we were hoping for season four, which is pretty much all written and ready to be filmed. And we thought, oh yeah, finally, you know, cause they were going to end on season four. It was going season four was going to be the final season, um, but Netflix decided to announce that they're going to cancel it because of the pandemic and we were just like why 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 you knew you wanted to close the show off in in a in a in a, in a nice way but now you decided to cancel it so i'm um, i'm disappointed because i really wanted to see glow because um i was really excited to see the fourth and final season to see how it was all going to end but hopefully somebody else picks it up if it goes elsewhere maybe hulu or whoever um even amazon if you want to pick it up go for it and just finish it off because we need to see the ending and how how they um you know what what happens to these gorgeous ladies of wrestling because it was such a great show because it was all the characters were so diverse and I think it's it's all based on a on a real concept on a real real story about the gorgeous ladies of wrestling there were a bunch of ladies who were just ordinary women who got into wrestling um, and it was back in the 80s it was so it's very neon and um all big permy hair and <laughs> leotards of 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 um of an interesting nature as well but it's a great show if you haven't seen it please do do see it um it's really really good but um yeah i'm i'm slightly sad that uh, netflix has decided to cancel it even though it's pretty much season 4 was ready to start filming but hey we are in a pandemic, so it is what it is. Anyway, um, exciting news for Spider-Man fans. Um, it's been announced uh, that Jamie Foxx is returning as Electro. So if you remember from The Amazing Spider-Man 2, he was there alongside uh, Andrew Garfield and uh, Emma Stone. And yeah, we remember his Electro from there. There's talks of whether his Electro that's going to be in the new Spider-Man 3 film with Tom Holland could be a different version. It could be what they did with uh, J.K. Simmons, J. Jonah Jameson at the end of um, Far From Home. Spoiler alert again. <laughs> Where it was still J. Jonah Jameson played by J.K. Simmons, but he's not 
he's more of a, you know, he's become somebody who does now, you know, video virals in that sense. He's, he's more of a viral type of person. He just does videos as opposed to um, being part of the Daily Bugle in that sense. He's now, he's now gone to web video stuff. Um, so there's, there could be that could be the case with uh, with electro it could be a different electro maybe they'll do something different maybe it's electro from amazing spider-man 2 and the reason i say that is because benedict cumberbatch is returning as doctor strange in the third spider-man film as well now don't forget doctor strange in the multiverse of madness is being directed by sam raimi now we know what three superhero films Sam Raimi has directed. <laughs> um, so are we going to get some form of a live action version of Into the Spider-Verse? Because if you haven't seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I implore you to watch it. It's a brilliant film, the way that it's done, the story as well, the characters that are in it as well. It's, it basically opened the door to Marvel's multiverse. And if you remember in um, Spider-Man Far From Home, there was talk of the multiverse in that as well. And it looks like Marvel are now going down that route. Bringing Doctor Strange into Spider-Man 3. You're bringing Jamie Foxx's Electro back into this film as well. So is there going to be, are we going to see a multiverse appearing of other Spider-Men, of other past characters that we may have seen maybe we'll get Andrew Garfield back maybe we'll get Tobey Maguire back we don't know but I wouldn't be against it but if you're going to go down that route you've got to bring in Miles Morales in some capacity as well so we know that they are doing a sequel to Into the Spider-Verse that's coming out in 2022 um so yeah it'd be interesting to see how this third Spider-Man outing for Tom Holland turns out because like I say Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness um, that's going to be I think that's after the third Spider-Man film um, or maybe before I believe but either way because WandaVision as well is also going to have a sort of like maybe a multiverse type deal about it as well so yeah we still haven't gotten the actual release date for WandaVision on Disney Plus what we do know is that it should be as I, as I mentioned in my episode about two weeks ago that there's a possibility it could be around thanksgiving because obviously at the end of this month we're seeing um season two of the mandalorian so who knows if um wandavision is going to come out some in part way through the mandalorian season two or if it does come out afterwards and that's around about december time maybe just before christmas so we'll see we'll see how that goes but um yeah exciting times for the uh, third outing for spider-man for Tom Holland so there you go there could be uh we could definitely get a multiverse going on so who knows who knows what that means who knows what we're what we're going to see um it'll be very interesting um back on movies um and the cinema um fiasco that we've got at the moment so if you haven't heard uh the latest James Bond film No Time to Die which should have been out in April of this year then got pushed back because of the pandemic it was supposed to be released next month in fact but um mgm and the broccoli um team have decided they're pushing it back to april of 2021 
So James Bond, No Time to Die, has been moved to next April, which is essentially a year after it was supposed to have been released. What this has actually done is it's caused a massive domino effect in that the Cineworld um, chain, the cinema chain Cineworld, have decided to close some of their um, cinemas, both here in the UK and in the US. So that what that's done, as I say, it's caused a domino effect. So with that closing, it's going to be a temporary closure. So do feel bad for the staff who do work in these chains um, because, you know, that's that's their jobs on hold or some of them will get now made redundant um, because we don't know how long some of these cinemas are going to survive. But because of these because of these closures and because of Bond moving, it's now caused other movies to now and other studios to now say, OK, we've got to move our films. And the biggest one in particular, because we already know Marvel have moved their their movies, um, Black Widow's moved to next year as has, um, you know, Eternals got moved to November of next year, Black Widow's May of next year, Shang-Chi is like July of next year or something or other. Um, but Warner Brothers slash DC have now decided, you know what, we're going to have to move our films. Now, Wonder Woman 1984 is still hanging on to its Christmas release because Patty Jenkins has gone on record to basically say that there is no chance whatsoever, there's no way that we're going to see Wonder Woman go to streaming it is a movie intended for the big screen. That's what's going to happen. So they are, as far as Warner Brothers are concerned, Wonder Woman 84 is still sticking to its Christmas Day release date. Okay. Fingers crossed. However, other films have now been shifted. Dune has been moved from its, what was supposed to be its December 18th release to, um, I think it's gone. Where's it gone again? So the release dates are as follows. Um, well, first of all, we'll start with the Batman. So the Batman has now been moved from October 2021. It's now moved to March the 4th, 2022. So Denis Villeneuve's film, Dune, as I just mentioned, was supposed to be released on December 18th, but now that's moved to October 1st, 2021, thus taking the, the release dates that the Batman was supposed to be released on. Okay, Matrix 4, um, which is being directed by Lana Wachowski um, with Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, was supposed to be April 4, uh, sorry, April 1st, 2022, but that's actually been moved forward. It's being released December 2021, December 22, 2021. Um, the Flash, starring Ezra Miller, <laughs> I, know, I feel sorry for this film has now been moved from June the 3rd, 2022 to November 4th, 2022. This now means that Shazam 2, which was supposed to be released on November 4th, 2022, has is now been pushed back further six months or so to June the 2nd, 2023. And it's quite funny because David F. Sandberg posted a picture on Twitter, um, basically having a bit of a pop about the release date. But he's posted a picture of both um, Zachary Levi Shazam and um, Jack Great Glazer's or Jack is it Jack Jack Dylan uh, Grazer's um, Freddy, um, both looking very old. <laughs> he's saying by the time this film is released, this is what they're going to look like basically. But he was also basically saying that people shouldn't complain about the kids' age because they're going to grow up anyway. That's the thing, you know. You've got to understand that a film like Shazam isn't going to keep the kids looking younger. 
they're good they are going to grow up and the kids are going to grow up in real life so on the film they've got to be shown as being grown up as well so if the film takes place five years later well the kids are already five years older so no biggie because at the end of the day it's still it's still moving forward in terms of time we're not we're not standing still we're not freezing these kids and then bringing them out of hibernation and saying right time to film you're still looking 13 years old <laughs> or whatever and, and go ahead and start filming no no they are going to grow up it's going to happen and David acknowledges that and he says why why does the film need to be at a certain time it can it can be years after if it has to be anyway moving on um Black Adam unfortunately now doesn't have a release date <clears throat> because that was supposed to be December 22nd 2021 which is the where where um the Matrix 4 is now being released so Black Adam is essentially off the calendar um, doesn't mean they're not going to film it obviously they are still going to film it they will still film it but that it doesn't have a release date now and apparently there's a video game adaptation of Minecraft I didn't even realise this was happening but that was originally supposed to be delete, um, released for March the 3rd of 2022 but again that's also been taken off the calendar as well and Ryan Reynolds latest film Free Guy which was supposed to be released in May of this year they released a second trailer for it um, I don't think there's a um release date for it either um actually no i lie the the release date is showing december of this year so it is again it's now going to be released hopefully if they stick it stick to it which i think they will because it's not like a it is it is essentially a blockbuster film but it's not something that's as big as say wonder woman 1984 so they could probably get away with releasing it in the cinemas maybe in a smaller capacity but they could also decide to do um streaming you know maybe disney because it's 20th century studios which is owned by disney now um disney could say you know what we're going to put this out onto disney plus as a premium as they did with mulan who knows we, we haven't heard that there's no there's no actual official word on that but that could be the case if it is still going to be released in december because i say the second trailer came out like um just earlier this week so yeah we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes for free guy but yeah that's still on the calendar so it's still got a release date um so yeah so that's a lot of shuffling for films um because and as i say it's more to do with the fallback the, the fallout rather of um james bond no time to die because of that and then cinema chains are now going to start closing temporarily because even here in the UK, the Odeon Cinemas, they are still open. I think they are going to start closing some of the smaller ones um, because at the moment, the only big new film that is still out is Tenet. Yes, other films have been released. There's there's a few other new films that have come out um, that people are, are seeing. And they're also showing older films as well. Um, as well. So trying to get people out to see the films, to understand that the places that these cinemas are being socially distanced they are safe covid safe as much as possible you know um, when you're inside sitting down to watch a film you have to wear a mask you are socially distanced in terms of seating as well the staff have all got ppe kits on they're wiping down the counters the queues are a bit more stagnated as well the film times are staggered so not everybody's going in at the same time when you come in through the main entrance you go out from the actual screen itself the fire exits so they are keeping them as safe as possible 
it's just a real shame that as I say it's not really happening across in America as much so this is why a lot of films are getting delayed this is why a lot of films are getting taken off the calendars because we still don't know what is happening between now and say six months time or whatever so 2021 is already fully booked in terms of comic book movies and other movies 2022 is going to be just as busy yeah so everything's all over the place it's all up in the air so that's what's going on there you know these these changes and dates are just it's it's worrying everybody but like i say um wonder woman 1984 is still sticking to its night uh, to its <laughs> 1984 release date still stick it sticking to its december 25th um 2020 release date so let's hope that is the case because it should have been out by now you know we should have gone to see it already um i probably would have gone to see it a number of times um but like i said two weeks ago in my my other episode where i spoke about this i did say that was it two weeks ago or even sometime before that but i did say in a previous episode how it would have been nice if warner brothers had said okay we'll speak to warner media and say would you like to release this in america on hbo max but international internationally in the cinemas because you're still going to get revenue if you put it on hbo max as some sort of premium service and then you put it out in the cinemas elsewhere like in the uk you're still going to get some revenue but as i say patty jenkins has come out and basically said you know it's not going to go in streaming that's not going to be its first place that it's going to go to it's going to go into big screens that's where we want it to be that's where we want the audience to go and see it first to to experience it and it's the same it's also even with james bond's no time to die that got moved because they wanted a more theatrical worldwide release a weird worldwide theatrical release you know they didn't want for say the uk audience to see it first and then we don't know how long it's going to be till america sees it you know so they're pinning it for the april 2021 release to say hopefully by then things have died down a bit and theater chains will start opening properly in america be socially distanced covid safe all that sort of stuff and then bond gets released on a more worldwide um audience as well so we'll see again who knows um just vote trump out that's what that's all you need to do america vote out trump get yourself back back into the just start getting your country back that's what i'm gonna say <laughs> i'm gonna go further into that um good news that came out yesterday it just announced yesterday and it has been something that we have been wondering what how long it was going to be before they were going to mention it um and give it the green light that is a pun intended by the way <laughs> give it the green light that this live action superhero show was going to happen and it was finally announced green lantern series is going to get greenlit on hbo max 10 hour episodes uh sorry 10 one hour episodes that is going to be um overseen by seth graham smith and mark guggenheim as well so mark, uh, seth graham smith um you might remember him as the guy who was going to direct the flash at one point um then left the project he's the guy that did um he wrote lego batman movie he's written dark shadows he's um written novels that served as films for like abraham lincoln vampire hunter pride and prejudice and zombies as well um and was also a producer on the two recent it movies as well as the reboot of child's play um so he's going to be the showrunner for the series as alongside um mark guggenheim so mark guggenheim sorry mark guggenheim and seth are both going to be executive 
producing and writing the show. Seth Graham Smith is going to be the showrunner. And also, excuse me, Belanti Productions is going to be producing as well alongside Warner Brothers Television. So quite a few big names there getting involved in this in this show, which is brilliant. Um, characters. So the plot has been announced. And what we've got here is the show is going to depict the adventures of a multitude of lanterns that will include Guy Gardner, Jessica Cruz, uh, Je Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz, and Alan Scott, who was the Earth's first Green Lantern, um, and is also gay as well. Um, Simon Baz is a Muslim as well. Um, we all know about Guy Gardner, and obviously Jessica Cruz is a partner of Simon's. You know, they 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 form the first sort of Green Lantern sort of partnership um, off the back of um, was it Forever Evil from um, the New Fifty Two. So, and subsequently onto DC Universe Rebirth as well. So um, that's all happening. But you may have noticed that the uh, that there's two um, certain names have not been mentioned, and that is Hal Jordan and John Stewart. I'll get to that in a moment um, because the series is also going to include Sinestro and Kilowog. Um, plus, it will introduce a few other new heroes to the ranks in the Green Lantern Corps so we may see Kyle Rayner appear in some in some form as well because um, I've been hearing chatter that people aren't happy that well where's Kyle Rayner why isn't he on this show it's not well think about it again first you're going to be talking about other characters we're going to be seeing them introduced in some ways um, if Alan Scott is the first Green Lantern I'm sure we're going to see his origin in some ways and we're going to see other people's origins and then Later on down the line, maybe even towards the end of the series, um, we may see um, Carl Rayner being brought into the ranks as well. As it says, it does say it will introduce new heroes to the ranks of the Green Lantern Corps. So I would imagine that Carl Rayner is among those in that list as well. Um, so the omittance of both Hal Jordan and um, John Stewart. So... You heard the names that I mentioned who are overseeing the show, Seth Graham Smith and Mark Guggenheim. Well, you would know that one of the big names attached to Green Lantern in terms of comics um, is none other than obviously Jeff Johns. And you notice that his name is not even mentioned, is not even attached to the show whatsoever. And this is obviously because of the fallout of what's happening with the investigation between um, with Ray Fisher, Warner Brothers, what happened on the set of Justice League reshoots um, between um, Jeff Johns, John Berg and uh, Joss Whedon as well. So all of that is is still going on and this is probably why we're not seeing Jeff Johns serving as any kind of um, showrunner slash executive producer or writer for the Green Lantern live series, live action series. So, um, yeah, that, 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 I think, speaks volumes in itself. So that kind of tells you what's going on there. Um, but I'm happy for Seth. I'm happy for Mark. You know, Mark, after the Arrowverse shows, you know, Arrow, Flash, Legends, Supergirl, you know, he's pretty much been involved in all of that as well. Um, so to see him now getting involved again in another big comic book um property is is good you know he's continuing his his work in that in that sense um and i'm looking forward to see what they do um i'm looking forward to the show and how much is it going to tie in to the multiverse side of things as well 
you know, um, with the DCEU and all the other shows as well. What earth is it going to be on? That's the question. I think what earth is this um, Green Lantern series going to take place on? Who knows? It'll be very interesting, though. Very, very interesting to see. But I'm happy to see that that's now happening. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, so that's really good news that we're finally getting Green Lantern. It's now been announced. So 10 one-hour episodes... We're going to be seeing such amazing characters, such a diverse group of characters as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So bring it on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so we're going to quickly wrap it up, but I thought I'd give you a few more interesting tidbits. Um, Henry Cavill, um, he had an interview with GQ magazine some weeks back. And um, I don't know if you remember seeing it, but it was back in July where he um, released a video of himself building a gaming PC and he was just looking buff as hell and the internet just went into serious meltdown. Um, well, he had he did, did an interview with GQ magazine where he said he might do another PC building video. So, um, because obviously with PC, the beauty that I love about PC, because I've got two myself, I've got two PCs myself, the beauty that I love about it is that you can always upgrade, can change your parts, you can customize it as much as you want. Um, that's why I think Henry's going to build a new one because new parts are coming out and he wants to get obviously the latest sort of um, tech in that respect um, you know new graphics card were just released new processors were just announced yesterday, uh, two days ago as well so he obviously is keen to get get it, get it his hands on a few um, items so who knows maybe he will um, release a new video very soon um, and on the subject of uh, Henry Cavill um, obviously he's filming The Witcher 2 The Witcher Season 2 um, which they've released a couple of new pictures of himself um, looking brilliant as Geralt um, he is he is uh, he's certainly ready to do some damage he's, he's got it looks like his outfit is very different to what we saw in the first season as well I need to re-watch the first season very, uh, very soon before season 2 gets released um, we have no idea when it's actually out yet I think all we know is that it is going to be in 2021 um, so um be interesting to see how that uh, how that pans out as well but yeah that's um, that's, that's where we're at right now so I think that's pretty much everything that I've got to talk about um, it's funny when you're doing podcasts by yourself Sometimes you think you're going to talk forever, but then when you realise it, because it's just you, it's not as long as you thought it was going to be. I think the longest podcast I've done thus far was the DC Fandom recap um, back in um, August when uh, when DC Fandom Part 1 got uh, got got released. Um, that was my, my longest one so far, but yeah, <laughs> I'm always thinking oh, I'm going to spend about an hour talking about stuff, but... In the end of it, um, because I'm talking to myself, or that I'm talking to you guys and I'm by myself rather, um, then, yeah, it's not as long as one thought it would be. So, yeah, there we go. But um, before I actually go, a few other things I want to mention. Um, I didn't talk about Enola Holmes, um, seeing as we're still talking about Henry Cavill. Um, Enola Holmes was brilliant. We watched it, me and, me and the missus, uh, really enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. I plan on watching it again very soon because I thought it was just absolutely brilliant. Millie Bobby Brown was amazing. Um, and obviously Henry Cavill and Sam Clayfin, as well as both Sherlock and Mycroft. Um, brilliant show, uh, br brilliant movie even, which was great. Um, what else have I been watching on Netflix? Um, I watched The Social Dilemma. I implore you all to watch it because that, that 
documentary will um, open your eyes about social media and how it affects us in both in such a in such a way that it does it can if you let it it can take over your life and it will control your your movements in your life um but please give it a watch it's well worth watching um i've also watched uh, challenger the final flight um about the um tragic um explosion of the challenger space shuttle um from 1986 um that really was an eye-opener as well um give it a watch because you will start to understand why protocols have finally changed in nasa because at the time they <laughs> yeah they they did things very badly um the warning signs were there but they sort of ignored them but you watch it and you'll start to understand it's a four-part miniseries it's pro executive produced by um jj abrams as well um but wow eye-opener as well what i watched um what me and the missus watched also was uh, american murder the family next door oh that's intense all i'm going to say is uh a mother and her two daughters go missing that's all i'm going to say on it and the footage as well which is a very unique thing about this documentary is that um it showcases all the footage that you see is of camera footage from the house uh police camera footage and the facebook videos from the um from the wife as well so um those are all the videos that you you'll see essentially but when you watch it oh, it leads you down a path you do not want to go down that's all i'm going to say so um yeah very very gripping and intense and pretty horrific as well it's just it's just horrific just the way that it unfolds so give it a watch and see what you think um the missus and i have started watching the haunting of blight manor um we just watched two episodes last night um so hopefully we'll continue the rest this weekend um so far so good um does remind me of the haunting of hill house because it's done by the same sort of team and it's got um one of the actresses in it is also the main character in blind manner so um yeah it's certainly so far so good it takes place in england in good old england as well so uh yeah we'll see we'll see how it unfolds See how it unfolds. It's 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 good so far. It is good so far. Um, I'm trying to think what else have I been watching on Netflix? I I watch a lot of Netflix. I'm I'm just so gripped with it. Uh, I mentioned The Boys season two, which was brilliant. Um, very well done. I'm loving that show. Um, <laughs> can't wait for season three now. So looking forward to that. Um, I think that's it. You know, not much else to uh, to report in terms of what I'm watching, um, what I've been enjoying as well so yeah i want to give uh, actually a shout out in fact i want to give a shout out to um squadcast media um i think i've mentioned these guys before um so there's six of them um you've got the uh the father figures as i would call them tim and scott um who are the two guys that started the squadcast media they were initially called suicide squadcast at the time um and then you've got um, Ray and Brent and also Chris and Jordan. So they've got five different shows on their Squadcast network. Um, they've got DC Film Squadcast, 
we're going to talk about movie news and some TV news as well regarding DC Comics and DC uh, DC Films as well. Um, they've also got um, DC TV Squadcast, where um, Ray often... So DC Film Squadcast is with Tim and Scott. Um, DC TV Squadcast was initially Ray and Brent, and then Brent took a break. Um, so it's now been Ray and a whole host of other um, people joining him um where they talk about tv reviews so he does reviews on you know arrow uh you know the flash pretty much all the dcc cw shows dc tv shows including all the stuff on um also hbo max what was on dc universe so uh swamp thing and then um doom patrol harley quinn krypton as well at one point so all of those shows um as well and you've got um dc comics squad cast with jordan and chris they review a lot of dc comics stuff um you've also got um marvel squad cast with brent and his friend brock and um chris from dc comics squad cast is now doing one his own podcast called horror uh, uh podcast so he's doing like a horror pod podcast where he talks about horror stuff um which is in the title anyway so he, he's doing that so he's now that's now been brought in as part of their squadcast network show as well and they've also got a patreon um feed um they've got various shows that they do on patreon they've got squadcast movies where they review films that are that that some of them aren't comic books, but there are comic book films in there as well. Um, you know, films that will interest them that they want to see. So things like Enola Holmes, for example, and other comic book based movies as well. And maybe TV shows. I think they also did Witcher, the series, first series, their first season of Witcher. They've been doing other films on there as well. Um, they do Fans Without Borders Plus. Um, they've also got... Um, what else have they got on there? There's, there? There is a lot on there. I can't remember off the top of my head. But if you go to... I'll link their website in, in the notes, um, in the show notes below. So you can have a ha have a look at their um, their credentials. Um, they are they are a good bunch of guys. Um, I've, I listen to DC TV Squadcast. I listen to um, DC Film Squadcast as well. Um, and Fans Without Borders, that was the other one. I knew I forgot one. Fans Without Borders is the one where um, Brent and Ray talk about pretty much everything to do with comic books and geek geekdom as a whole. Whether you're a DC Comics fan or a Marvel Comics fan or DC TV fan or a Marvel TV fan or whatever, they talk about them. They discuss them all. Um, so yeah it's 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 a very good very good um bunch of guys um you know check out their stuff if if you have been watching them you know um or listening to them i say watching them because they are they they've sort of dived into the youtube arena now um in particular um brent and ray are now doing videos of fans without borders on YouTube as well as on their podcast as well so now you can watch them as well as um, listen to them as well so um, well worth it I think well worth listening to these guys they are they are they are a good bunch remind me of myself when I first started I remember when I excuse me when I first started doing um, YouTube videos and um, you know and just listening to them and their enthusiasm, especially Scott. Scott's enthusiasm is just huge. Um, and you've got Ray, who's all about it's all subjective as well. Um, Brent is very laid back. I like to say Tim and Brent, they're more a bit laid back in that sense. But when they get into their subjects, 
they go in hard. Um, Brent is a massive Spider-Man fan as well in particular. Ray is, is a big Batman fan, but he also loves Star Trek. He is a, he is a huge Trekkie, is Ray. He will tell you everything you need to know about Star Trek. He also loves Star Wars as well. Um, Tim is like an overall sort of DC Comics fan. Um, and then you've got uh, Scott, who's also an overall DC Comics fan, but he also loves Batman as well. And I think Tim loves Batman to a, to a degree as well. But they are all amazing guys, every single one of them. Um, honestly, like I say, I'll link, I'll link their stuff below, all their Twitter profiles as well so you can follow them on there if you want so just want to give a shout out to them because i've been wanting to do that for some time now um so shout out to the squadcast media um if you need a british representative hi <laughs> only joking but no seriously the, these are amazing guys honestly listen to their stuff listen to their uh podcasts they are amazing guys as well so um yeah i do enjoy the stuff that they put out i do like to listen to what they've got to say um so yeah i think that will do i think i've i've uh, gone as far as i can <laughs> try and get as much in this episode as possible but uh, seriously though thanks a lot for listening guys enjoy your weekend enjoy your week whatever you get up to stay safe look after yourselves it is world mental health day as well so it's okay to not be okay, but please, if you are having trouble, if you are having issues, if you're going through trouble, uh, bad times, reach out to someone, talk to someone, seek out support, because we are all here for each other, you know, especially in these crazy, crazy times right now. Um, you know, as somebody who does suffer through suffer, uh, suffer from depression and anxiety, I know what it's like to just keep things bottled up and not want to talk to people um, or just do things for, by yourself, thinking you can get through it on your own, honestly. Um, reach out seriously please do um and yeah take care speak to you soon bye